Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, today the church celebrates the great feast day of St. Ambrose of Milan, the early church bishop, doctor, scholar who was so influential uh, on the life of St. Augustine. It was his preaching, it was his mind, it was his heart who was um, that the Lord used to transform the heart and mind of St. Augustine. It's extraordinary, I think, that like, had it not been for this man's simple, quiet, humble obedience to the Lord, sitting before the Lord, burning before the furnace of his love and mercy, that like St. Augustine would have never caught the fire. Like every time you see images of St. Augustine, you see him, uh, like the one painting that's coming to my mind is this image of him almost like holding his heart in his hand and it is on fire. And uh, he, is, he, is the, he is the saint of passion and desire, St. Augustine that is. But so today on this feast day of St. Ambrose, uh, we have another Ambrose in our midst right here in the front row who gets to make his first communion today, which is pretty darn fun. So that's pretty awesome. So uh, I want to look at the gospel here today, this gospel that the Lord gives us on this uh, Feast of St. Ambrose. Short gospel, but it's one that's very pithy and powerful. There seems to be a contradiction in this gospel coming from the Lord's heart. He starts off by saying, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. And we hear that and we're like, oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, I am weary. I am burdened. I would love some rest, right? Life is hard. Work is hard. Job is hard. There's just stress. I mean, parenting struggles, grandparenting struggles. There's anxieties in life, worrying about money, worrying about sicknesses and diseases, doctor's appointments, driving kids to and fro, driving grandkids to and fro from this place to that place, thinking about your prayer life, your spiritual life. Do I have a prayer life right now? All of these things, all these struggles, not to add on to it, your own sins and your own burdens and your own wounds, all of that, the weariness of being weary. And we hear Jesus say, come to me and I will give you rest. And I just kind of like melt into that. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. And then the next thing he says is take my yoke upon you. And learn from me. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what about the rest stuff? Like, I thought we were going to, like, relax. I thought you were going to give me rest. What are you doing putting this yoke on me, right? Why are you burdening me with a yoke? I know that you say that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, but, like, a yoke is a yoke, man. Like, what's the deal? How come it's not come take my pillow and uh, nap with me? It's take my yoke. Okay. We need to dig into this. Here's the problem, and this was my problem for a long time, and it's because I didn't grow up around farming and livestock and agriculture, that like when I thought about Jesus, when he says, take my yoke upon you, the image I had was Jesus removing this burden from him and like putting it onto me. Like all of a sudden, I'm just like crushed beneath this weight. That's not what a yoke is though. That's not what a yoke is. A yoke, right, it's a wooden beam. For those of us who don't know, a yoke is a wooden beam that's placed between usually oxen or beasts of burden, right, 
to join together, to combine their individual pulling power efforts, producing some work, some effect, and usually agriculture, right? Usually pulling a plow or a wagon, something like that. So to say yoke is to imply a pair, a pair. Two bodies linked together in the performance of a single common task, right? The person bearing the yoke, this is the point, the person bearing the yoke is never alone. You're never alone. That's the point. To put Jesus' yoke on you is to say, I'm done trying to do this on my own. I'm done trying to do this on my own. I don't want to manage life, stress, all of those things on my own. I don't want to cope on my own. Okay, but then here's the question, right? Where's the rest then? Where's the promise of the rest? Here's the reality. The rest that our hearts crave is the communion of love. Because we can never stop living life. We can never just shut off life. We can never take a rest from being. But the thing that makes tedious and difficult things, burdens and struggles, what makes that stuff better, it isn't necessarily not having to do them. It's having them and experiencing them with someone who loves me. It's having it be a place of communion, of consolation. The word consolation means someone is with me in my solitude. To be consoled is to have someone enter into my solitude. The rest we need, the consolation we need, is to do things under the yoke, together in a pair. Like to do the weariness, to go through life, having someone right next to me who's whispering words of love and encouragement and blessing into my ear and into my heart the whole time. Right? So like more than the mere cessation of any particular struggle, what, what we most deeply crave is the communion of love. It's not merely like, Lord, take away these burdens. What we most deeply crave when we're honest, when we search our hearts, is the communion of love. I just don't want to be alone in my struggles, in my suffering. Like if I can be loved there, then I'll be okay. So, Lord, we thank you today for sharing with us your yoke. Amen.